everyone. Welcome to the B4L Besties for Lifeies podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Judy. I'm Carrie. And I'm Viv. We are four best friends who are all Chinese Canadian from Toronto, Canada, who decided to record and share our everyday candid conversations. Today's episode is a very special one since February 12, 2021 is Lunar New Year. We just want to wish everyone who celebrates San Nin Fai Lunar New Year starts with a new moon on the first day of the lunar calendar. This year is the year of the ox. The ox is actually the second animal out of all 12 animals within the zodiac. And according to Asian myths, the order in which the animals are listed depends on the order that they arrived to the Jade Emperor's party. The ox was technically first, but the rat tricked the ox into giving it a free ride and jumping off as they arrived. Do you guys know why the rat is first and why the cat isn't on the calendar? I didn't even know the cat was part of this. Yeah. I thought the cat was on there, but I guess that's a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So my dad told me the story. So I don't know if it's true. Um, He said the cat and the rat were really good friends in the past before the race to the emperors. But the rat tricked the cat and jumped on the ox first, leaving the cat to drown. Um, and that's why, to this day, cats chase rats. Oh. Wow. Dang, that makes a wow. lot of sense, actually, you know? <laughs> hmm Cats hold grudges. Okay, so since we're on the topic of Lunar New Year today, I know that many families may do, you know, different things or maybe do very traditional things as well. So, you know, what are some of your Lunar New Year traditions at home? For me, my Lunar New Year tradition um, is the family dinner is the most important part of it. It's on New Year's Eve, so the day before New Year's. It's very important. I can never skip it. I remember when I was younger in school, I'd be like, Mom, I don't really want to come home. Like, Do I need to? And she made it very clear that I had to. And from then on, I just knew it was something that I couldn't miss, no excuses. And I just had to always make time for it. So we always do dinner and then I don't really think we eat anything like that special just for New Year's. We kind of just buy meats from a shop in Chinatown and then we eat it at home. We'll probably eat seafood like lobster and shrimp. And I know there's meanings behind that as well, but I'm not sure what they are. I just know that I'm going to go home and be eating a feast. We always have a table with offerings to our ancestors and um i think it's like three bowls for my family i just think it depends on your ancestors and we pray to them my mom does the intense praying and i kind of just do my bow my head three times and then (laughs) um, and then after we do that then we're ready to eat and then at the end of the night which is my favorite part. We get red pockets from our family members. So my grandparents, my parents, usually from people who are married. And I have a big family and my parents have a lot of friends. So within, you know, the couple of days leading up to it or a little bit after we kind of go on like a family tour to collect our red envelopes. And my mom makes sure that we see a lot of people because you do an exchange. And usually when you have more kids, you get more money because each red pocket has to be the same. So my cousins who have three kids or my aunt who has three kids and my mom who has two, my aunt is the one that's winning at the end of it. 
<laughs> so you're getting married soon, right? Um, does yeah. that mean you all pocket money? <laughs> Ooh, money, free money. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be for kids. I know it's supposed to be for single no. people too, but you guys yeah, are not people. kids anymore. <laughs> Though we are not married yet, so we count. <laughs> I guess my my brother has been reminding me that my time to give out red pockets is coming very soon. He actually asked for it this year because I was supposed to be married by now. But now I'm holding out for another year and not having to dish out all that money. But yes, I think next year I will start having to. So make sure you uh, practice your wishes for me and wish me good fortune and a good life and healthy life if you want some money next year. We're all coming to your house at the same time, yo. Wow, sounds like you have a lot of traditions, Mel. All I do, like my family, we have a family dinner on New Year's Eve and that's with our immediate family so my parents and my sisters but I always have to get a haircut before and I always have to clean so clean my room clean the house do laundry make sure there's no dishes outstanding because when we we can't clean on the day of because that symbolizes that we're cleaning our luck away so we gotta make sure we do it before or after but then throughout the weeks we'll also meet up with my uncle and my parents friends and that's when we go out to a Chinese restaurant to celebrate. And yeah, at the end of the night, we all, all get lucky red envelopes. And I don't know about you guys, but I notice as I'm getting older, my red envelopes are getting smaller and less. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, is it normal to receive like $5 in a red pocket? Because sometimes when I talk to my I friends, so. they receive like $100. So it depends. I think it's like whatever the smallest bill might be, then some some families might use that. And then some families, you know, opt in to give bigger amounts as well. So I think it depends on the relative. Like, you know, when you see a certain relative, if you're getting $5 mm-hmm. or if you're getting $50. And mm-hmm. for Canadian yeah. bills, the $50 is red. So I get that a lot because it's lucky. Oh, oh wow. That makes sense. I That's funny because then, then for me, when I was young, um, it symbolizes how much people love me. <laughs> so if you, gave me, if you gave me $5, you didn't love me. Oh if my you gave God, me $10, so you love me a little bit more. I feel like when I was younger, I got less money. And as I'm older, I get more money. What? Well, yeah. It's backwards. Yeah, it yeah. is backwards. I think because like when I was younger, like $5 is a lot for a child, you know? And then now it's like, oh, if I get oh. 20 30 $40 or whatever it is, it's like, oh, okay, that's the normal amount for adults or, or whatever. So your family's considering inflation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think also like if your relative gives you $50, I think – our parents match it $50, right? Actually, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just making that up. I don't well, know. They, they try to. They yeah, they try to. Yeah. They make it fair. My mom always asks what? me when I come home, she'd be like, how much did this aunt give you? How much did this, this uncle give you? And then I tell her and she goes, okay, well, I gave them more. So next year, I know I'm going to match them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. What if next year they try to match you and then you try to match them? I don't think it's ever the <laughs> opposite way. That's no funny. one, they don't, people don't become more generous usually. True. Who knows? I mean, don't maybe, maybe this year don't expect too, too much because it's pandemic, right? Maybe some people aren't able to afford to give as much. So I guess it also depends on financial circumstances too, right? So for my New Year traditions is very, very similar to Mel and uh, Viv, but my family's a little bit more traditional. So my mom always ingrained in me these Chinese traditions, 
One of them was don't carry over debt. Um, they believe that you'll suffer from continuous debt throughout the rest of your life. So, you know, guys, remember to pay your credit card bills, any bills. Do not owe anyone money. I owe you $15 That's- still, Carrie. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Carrie, you owe me $10. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, noted. <laughs> the second tradition is um, we deep clean the house. So anything that is broken, um, if you know you need to fix the wall or fix any broken light, do that beforehand. You don't want to be carrying that around to the new year. Uh, my parents always gave me money the night before. Uh, the tradition was that they, there was an Asian legend that there was a monster that comes out at night and devours the entire village. So in order to protect their kids, the parents will have to ki- give the kids money the night before so the kids can bribe that monster to go away. So that's why we get that money the night Interesting. before. Interesting. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the night before... Uh, Chinese New Year, it's called like the 30th night. So obviously you have to eat dinner with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom told me that being a female and being her daughter, if I were to get married, I wouldn't be able to eat with them that night. I would have to go over to my husband's side of the family because I'm married off. That's what my and mom the only- said. She's like, oh, are your like in-laws doing anything for Lunar New Year? And I was like, I don't know. They haven't mentioned it yet. And she's like, okay, well, if they say that they are, you're going there, not here. And I was exactly. Like, okay. Yeah, the only time you're allowed to come back home with your husband is the second day of the new year. This is like Chinese tradition, like really old Chinese tradition. And then regarding uh, the red pocket money, when I was young, I think I roughly got around like $1,000 by the end of the year, which felt like a lot of money because I was a teenager. But that $1,000 was like my allowance throughout the year. So being as a teenager, like it was nothing. I couldn't really buy much. A thousand dollars a lot. Yeah. Like mine was mine was a fraction of that. Oh really? Same. I think I yeah. only had a few hundred. Oh. Like three hundred dollars. I calculated mine and it was around a thousand too. Dang yo. Oh wow. You need to start going to more houses, man. <laughs> and you guys got to keep that or did your parents take it? I started keeping it when I was like grade seven. Oh wow, that's late. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember when I started keeping it, actually. Yeah, I kept it for as long as I could remember. So probably sometime in elementary school. In my family, if I decide to keep my red pocket money, then I would have to buy everything myself throughout the year. But if I let my parents keep it, then they'll buy me things throughout the year. So I usually opt in for my parents to keep my money because... I get, what, like $300, whereas they'll probably spend more than that on me during the whole year. <laughs> um, so in terms of traditions, uh, I usually, I do pretty much, you know, the same, like a little bit of, of everybody's um, traditions, like the dinner on the eve, that's super important. Um, and then at 12 a.m. midnight on the eve, my mom would actually start praying to like, the ancestors and all these, you know, I mean, pretty much build out that shrine in, in front of the window. So we're kind of praying to the sky. Um, I'm not sure how you even say that in English, but she would get like the really, really big, thick incense to pray with. And she'll wait until all of that's done until she goes to bed. And once it's 12 a.m., that's when we get red pocket money. So I don't get it 
like it's technically the night of still, but it's midnight. So it's Lunar New Year. So that's kind of when we get our red pocket money, like my sisters and I. And then in the morning, when I was younger, like my parents would play like really loud, you know, music, like Lunar New Year music. Um, and then when I was younger, I loved, loved, loved to dress up for Lunar New Year by wearing, you know, the traditional dresses and stuff. But as I'm older, I don't really anymore. But I try to buy maybe Asian inspired wear so I can um, wear that during the day. We would eat, you know, homemade traditional Lunar New Year treats that my mom has made or my grandpa has made and brought it for us. And one thing is that the entire day I eat vegetarian with the family on Lunar New Year. We don't eat any meat or garlic or onions or anything along those lines. And then we would go to the first temple, which is bit of a trek away and we would have to line up every single year to get in because it's super super busy in there and you know unfortunately this year's pandemic so we probably won't be able to go but yeah there's usually a ton of people in there praying and we would then line up to get those lunch boxes um, at the temple because it is um, very delicious as well as it's good luck to eat temple food on Lunar New Year and also it's vegetarian as well. And then what happens is that instead of eating there, we would buy the lunch boxes, get in the car and drive to a Tim Hortons nearby. So this happens every year. We go to Tim Hortons at the parking lot and we eat our lunch boxes in the parking lot. And then we would go into Tim Hortons buy like coffee or something as well. So it happens every single year. And if we have time, we'll also go to Market Village because usually Market Village is open and it's very festive in there. So we might, you know, walk around if we have time. But if we don't, we typically go straight to my grandparents' house afterwards to buy Neen as well as stay for dinner because we eat vegetarian as a whole family with my aunts and uncles and my grandparents and everything. And that's where we'll get more red pocket money but for my family when we get red pocket money we also have to say all the different well wishes and it's almost like a competition to see which grandchild can say more <laughs> um but you i know, bet we, you say the most my sisters and i my sisters and i it, it becomes like a game almost like okay who knows how many and then you say it as quickly as you can or it's kind of like a battle so that's really funny but yeah, like that's pretty much the tradition. And then the next day we do like the opening year dinner as well. So that's when we can eat meat again. So yeah. I love um, how you guys go to Tim Hortons. It's so Canadian. I know. It's kind of cute. <laughs> Every single year, no fail. So the same place over and over and over again. So we did talk about, you know, some traditions, but, you know, maybe... Now we can explain a little bit about why Lunar New Year is so special to maybe our parents and the older generation. I think it's about preserving culture because it's the most important holiday. It's more important than Christmas. It's more important than Western New Year. Keeping this part of home and bringing it to their new home, which is Canada, is important. And I never asked my parents why it's so important, but I know that if I asked my mom, she'd just be like, New Year's is important because it's New Year's. She's very blunt and short. So I, like, <laughs> I just Same. know it's important. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's important to them, like how Christmas and, and New Year's, like Western New Year's, is important to some people.、Mm-hmm. I think it's just that time of the year, that one time of the year where you can see all your close families and close friends, and like your parents' friends that you don't see often.、Um, and I think after my parents immigrated to Canada, Chinese New Year's is the only time of the year where they feel a sense of belonging. It's when they get to go to the Chinese supermarket and buy all these like, Chinese snacks and candies. And it's also one of the few times in the year where we can actually go out and eat at a Chinese restaurant. It's also one of the few times in the year where they actually take breaks from work,、um, like for Christmas, New Year's. I know my dad still works, but for Chinese New Year's, he actually comes home early from work on that day, or doesn't go to work and spends it with the family. So I think it's special. It's that important to them, and it's that special that they're willing to not work because you know they're all workaholics. <laughs> so、uh, my parents grew up in Vietnam, and my dad has seven other siblings. So、um, growing up, they didn't have much, and they would have to like patch up their clothings and wear the same, you know, pair, it, shirt and pants throughout the whole year.、Um, so Chinese New Year was the one day they actually got brand new clothes. So as a kid, they were really excited, and like I said, like they didn't have a lot of money, so they ate really conservative, like conservatively. So they had very little meat. Poultry was hard to raise, and they didn't have much livestock. So that was the one day they had a better meal with their family. My dad was actually the oldest sibling, and he's the male, so he always got the chicken leg. So you know, an Asian tradition, like the oldest male got the most respect. But ever since immigrating to Canada, it was a very long time ago. My mom complained to me that there weren't a lot of Asians around. So like Viv said, they felt out of place. But throughout these years, definitely it has diversified. And my mom, yeah, my mom used to complain that the chickens didn't have heads, and now the chickens <laughs> have heads. <laughs> I don't know why that's important, but the chickens need heads because you have head and you have tail. In Cantonese, it's called yao tao yao mei. You gotta、True. eat both. <laughs> um, I guess. Like for myself, it's the same as Mel and Viv and Carrie. You know, with with our parents, they just want to uphold the traditions of their culture, right? And feel a sense of belonging, especially being immigrants and、um, having to, you know, be in a be in a society where before, yeah, there wasn't a lot of celebrations towards Lunar New Year. It, I think, it became a thing that just slowly. Grew as more and more like Asian immigrants came to Canada, so I for sure think that's what it is, and also like just having that tradition, right? Being with family, um, gathering with people that you you haven't really seen in a while, like what Viv said before. But yeah, I, I would say it's all pretty much the same as well with them. Yeah, if I ask them as well, they're just gonna tell me, you know, it's just an important holiday. That's just how it is. Like that's just how the culture is. Going back to Kind of what Carrie touched on with her mom and feeling like she didn't fit in. Have you guys ever felt like you didn't fit into Western society because of traditions like celebrating Lunar New Year? I grew up in a neighborhood where there's only like a few Asians, so I always felt off or different.、Um, like Judy mentioned before, the incense sticks. So my house always smells like incense sticks. So I was always ashamed and always aware of how I smell. So when I go to when I when I went to school, I would always like you know sniff myself and be like, oh, do I smell Asian?、Um, and then you know how we mentioned、uh, we ate like a we eat a big feast、mm-hmm. the night before. 
And there's something called fat choy that we eat, mm-hmm. which is like a fungus that looks like hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do, yeah. do you guys eat yeah, that? Yeah, I eat that too. Yeah. yeah. So then when people ask you like, oh, like what did you eat, you know, the night before? And then as a kid, I'll be like, oh, fat choy, hair. And like everyone just <laughs> laughed at me. Because like they don't know what it is. But as a kid, I didn't know that it was different mm-hmm. and weird. And then my parents always told me to like bring some snacks to share with my friends. And you know, that very famous like red hard candy. I don't know. I, yes, know. I, I love like, it. Lucky money. It, yeah. yeah, the lucky money candy. I loved it too. But like coming from like a Western side, it looks weird and it's hard on the outside, soft on the inside. It's not like fruit roll up or chocolate. So everyone else is like, what is that? So I, I always felt kind of off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's complete opposite of Carrie. Um, I actually didn't feel any sort of pressure to fit in or any any sort of way because I, I also grew up in a neighborhood where there was a lot of Asian kids, specifically Chinese kids, like during elementary school and middle school, etc. And I would actually sometimes wear my traditional clothing to school or like our teachers really encourage us to celebrate Lunar New Year. We would have an assembly for it with Chinese an assembly. On, yeah, like an assembly. Wow. For it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cultured. Exactly. So I never felt like I had to, you know, be westernized or anything like that. Through Chinese school, like Mondays and Wednesday Chinese schools, we would you know, learn poems or sing like songs and then perform during these assemblies. And um, we would have a whole celebration at school pretty much. And there would be lion dancing and line dancing. And I would always, you know, strive to grow up and be part of those groups, you know, because they they so much encouraged us to do so. So I, I felt complete opposite of what Carrie felt. And also when Lunar New Year came, a lot of Asian kids, they didn't go to school. We just kind of either stayed home or or I would have traditions and go to the temple with my family. But yeah, a lot of kids didn't go to school on that day. And then all the Western kids are just like, where is everyone? I wish I could celebrate Lunar New Year. So it was funny because now they want to be celebrating our traditions instead of the opposite. No, I've never felt like that either. But that's because I think that Like, I grew up with you guys. I went to high school with you guys, and I went to elementary school with Mel, and we have the same culture, the same upbringing. So even at a young age, I felt like I was surrounded with friends of the same culture. And the candy, the red candy that you're referring to, Carrie, people Mm -hmm. loved it. The non-Asians and non-Chinese people loved that candy. I remember every year for picture day, I would wear a capo, which is the Chinese traditional outfit. And I remember... Like, I will only wear it once a year into school, and it's for picture day. And my mom would always ask me, like, are you sure you want to wear it? And I was like, without hesitation, I'll be like, yeah, it's Uh so pretty. And I never thought, I never even thought twice about it, that it may not be, you know, considered normal or, Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's traditional. That's that's so cute. Yeah, it's so cute. Oh, my gosh. In grade six, you wore a pink and white one, and I still have that picture. Oh, really? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Even up until grade six, guys, that's that's old. (laughs) Like Viv, I don't think I really felt that pressure to feel like I needed or I didn't fit in because I did grow up in an Asian neighborhood. We grew up close to Chinatown. I had friends that were of the same background that had the same upbringing. So I didn't necessarily feel that pressure. 
But as we are growing older and we're thinking about starting our own family, would you try to keep these traditions in the future? Yeah, of course. I want to keep carrying on these traditions. And my parents won't admit it, but I'm pretty sure it's a fear of theirs. As we get older, we lose our culture and we lose our tradition. And I want to carry these traditions, not just because I'm Chinese, but I think it's important to raise our children with exposure to Chinese culture traditions so that they can see diversity beyond the Western holidays. So while I still can, I want to learn as much as possible from my parents so I can carry it forward. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with what Vivian had said. Um, for myself, it's a little bit different in terms of why I kind of want to keep the tradition going in my family. Because one thing, you know, I've been doing pretty much the same thing almost all my life, all, although there might be, you know, minor changes here and there. But I am a very sentimental person, I would say. So tradition for me is more of a sense of belonging. So when my parents knock on wood pass one day, I think I would want to continue carrying on the tradition specifically on Lunar New Year because I know how important it is to them. And I think it'll help me bring my kids closer to their grandparents and then bring myself closer to my parents by upholding those traditions because it's almost like we're celebrating with them. And I know that in the past, I have done this so many times with them that it's like something that I want to keep within my family and keep with my kids as well in the future. Personally, like I said, I grew up in a neighborhood where there weren't a lot of Asians. So growing up, I always wanted to be more Western and like to fit into society. And I kind of felt ashamed of being like a Chinese Canadian, which is horrible for me to say because I'm totally opposite now. You know, I embrace that cheap <laughs> life. But uh, but I think I want to keep the tradition for my kids because it's really important to my parents, right? And I want my kids to respect my parents. So obviously, I want to keep it fun. I want them to understand why it's so important and to be proud. Like I want them to be proud mm -hmm. Chinese Canadian living in Canada. Mm -hmm. Like that's one of my biggest things. So I, that's why um, education is really important to them and, you know, explaining why it's so important instead of just my parents telling me to just do things. Yeah, I think, I don't know about you guys, but my parents never explained the why piece. They always be like, just do it. I think how I would do it differently when I carry these traditions is explain the why. I'm not sure what it will look like for me. I do want to continue the traditions and I need to start asking my parents more questions to understand and they need to start mm -hmm. being less blunt and explaining things <laughs> like, just because. <laughs> just yeah. because. That's so funny. No, I totally agree with you guys. I have a feeling we're all going to put like our kids in Chinese school and stuff. I don't know why. They're going to they're gonna speak Mandarin. I don't know how to speak Mandarin. It's going to be hard. I'm going to speak Mandarin with them and should talk to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh shit. And that concludes our episode for today. Lunar New Year is when we reflect on who we are our origin, and to celebrate our heritage. Hopefully you were able to learn a little bit more about Lunar New Year. And if you do celebrate it, what traditions do you follow? Be sure to wish someone a happy Lunar New Year. If you have been enjoying our podcast, please give us a follow on Instagram at B4L Podcast and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you're listening on. If you haven't yet, make sure to tune into our previous episodes where we talk about why we are so cheap. We also release new episodes every Friday. Until next time, we are the B4Ls. Bye.